Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mothne. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Seal Kita. And I'm Kay Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our kimchi VIP supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. And now we are about to expand our drama horizons. Are you guys ready? (laughs) (laughs) A while back, um, I stumbled on a Turkish drama called Seda Sen, I think it is. And it's basically the Turkish version of Always. So I've kind of been interested in Turkish dramas. But now we have discovered this Turkish drama and I cannot pronounce the name of it. So Carrie, Montney, <laughs> come on with rolling your R's. What, what's the name of this? Shen Chal Kabim. Ah, thank you, dear. Thank you, thank you. You're so, welcome. Basically, what we have is we have every drama trope in the book. This is going to be full of spoilers, so just know that. So we have a main character whose name is Ida. Ada? Ada. 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 And um, we're going to horribly mispronounce all of these names except for his secretary's name, which is Layla, which is my name. So we can all say that. <laughs> but you have to say it like Sarkhan Bolat does. <laughs> so, Layla. So she is um, a florist in floral design, right? She had big plans to study, but suddenly her scholarship gets yanked. And this sets a chain of events where we have so many cute moments, funny moments. We meet our hero who everybody thinks is a jerk and then he's not a jerk. There we go. (laughs) Contract, contract relationship, I think is the best way to say that this drama is a contract relationship engagement drama. And honestly, I'm getting serious Pride and Prejudice vibes. He's very he's very Darcy. He can be cold on the outside, but he's got the warm heart. And she's impetuous and passionate. Okay, she's way more out there than Lizzie Bennet is, but you get the, the picture. Oh, well, I don't think he's as big a jerk as Pride and Prejudice, though. Because like, it clears up his jerk level pretty fast, Yeah, that's in true. my opinion. But he does have that arrogance. He's arrogant. Oh, yeah, that doesn't ever draw. For obvious reasons. I mean, I I think it's almost like confidence more than 100% arrogance. But I don't know. I think the Pride and Prejudice character, he's much more a jerk long term than this one ends up being. True. But this one, we're going to end up having like 40 hours of content to really get to know him. (laughs) And Darcy, we had like, you know, six hours. (laughs) That's so when really I signed up out. for this, I just want to say that IMDb said five episodes and they're like two hours long. So I was okay with that. And then all of a sudden it started becoming more and more. And when I looked up, it actually is 20 episodes at two hours a piece. And so 40 mm-hmm. hours worth of content. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have to so, say those two hours go fast. They do. It's cracktastic. Mm-hmm. So we should probably explain why we chose this as our first Turkish drama. And for me, my answer, as always, is peer pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and for me, I 
I chose it. I was looking on uh, the website. Well, it's not a website. It's a Facebook group that I'm uh, one of the moderators on. And it's they talk about dramas from all over Asia, uh, India, Turkey, you know, pretty much anything non-Korean. And it was recommended. And it looks so cute. It's just that whole contract, marriage, relationship, enemies to lovers kind of vibe. And so I just had to give it a try. I had actually been in the market to try a Turkish drama. And Kay Muse and I had talked about it in the past. So she mentioned something about this. And I was like, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. For me, it is, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say for me, it was peer pressure. And then I also had to keep like be coached to keep watching because at the the very beginning, I was like, oh, he's a total jerk. And, you know, she's the poor girl and he's the rich guy and he's going to, I just don't know if I can handle this kind of drama right now. And then I watched a little bit more. I'm like, holy cannolis, their uh, chemistry is off the charts. Okay, I can give it a chance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know we were texting you, just keep going. Keep going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't give up yet. And there was the day where you and I kind of watched at the same time and we're going back and forth and we're like, okay, this isn't bad. There's not enough kissing, but this isn't bad. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so we're going to start off by discussing our leading lady, played by Hond Hersel. Hersel? I'm pretty sure it's something like that. <laughs> uh, she's happens to be one of the most gorgeous women ever. I mean, she gets on screen and it's just like, wow, she is so pretty. But she's also extremely talented, and she's really brought this character to life. I know that I'm really enjoying her. How about the rest of you? Are you guys enjoying her performance, Azita? I think she's amazing. I I think she is the whole package. She is gorgeous and she has sold me on this character. So I think that after we watch this, I'm going to be looking to see what else she's been in because the girl can act. I agree with her being uh, probably one of the most gorgeous women I've ever seen. She's just amazing. And, and they, they love putting... Uh, both of them in things where you're like, wow, that's really showing off of some of their assets. <laughs> but you know, she's probably, I mean, she, she's, I'm assuming a mod and like does modeling and stuff uh, for whatever clothing lines and different things, because she's just perfect in that way. But she has really endeared me to her character. I really like her and connect with her and love watching her just kind of be carefree and push his buttons. I love watching her push his buttons. Absolutely. She is gorgeous, but she's also very charismatic. Mm-hmm. I very much buy into the fact that she's impulsive and in the moment and then, you know, regrets it later and does her best to fix it. And I don't ever cringe about it because obviously she's just, she's one of those people that, yeah, very much in the moment and then has to go back and fix the moment, but it's because she cares so deeply yeah, I'm totally so sold on her performance. In fact, she was one of the biggest draws was watching her handle Serkan Bolat in the first, you know, first hour in the first half of the first episode and stand up for herself. And then the ridiculousness with the handcuffs and the keying of the car. <laughs> so on that note, let's talk about how Ada's character arc is unexpected. I mean, we meet her and she's down on her luck. She's mad. 
and she's ready to just rip him apart and take the country down, the country, the company down brick by brick because she feels betrayed. But eventually she comes to his rescue. And I thought that was a really interesting arc there. I thought that was an interesting spin on things because what, you know, she's fast to anger, quick to forgive. And that's like, cause again, when I first started watching, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I'm just don't know if I'm in the mood for this type of drama and these characters, but her character and how she handled him. And you could say she's down on her luck, but I don't think like she works for her aunt in the flower shop. And I don't really feel like she's like, Oh, woe is me. I'm so pathetic. And you know, my life is completely ruined except for when she's confronted with the person who took her scholarship away in her mind, like that he's the cause of her not being able to move further into her dreams. Although as the show has gone on, I'm like, girl, you don't need a a degree. Go, go, go conquer the world without it. Cause she's, she could, cause she's like, uh, the Machne was saying she's very charismatic and she can kind of work her way through situations. And so her character's arc that way is what allowed me to be able to keep going with the drama and really enjoy it and their chemistry. Yeah, she's very, <laughs> yes. And she's very scrappy. Yeah. You know, she pulls things together just like she pulls people together. She pulls plans together. She just, she puts together the little pieces she needs to, to come out on top. And one of the other things that I really like too, is that Serkan's wealth is almost a turnoff to her. It is inconsequential. Cause we know that in a lot of K dramas where the trope is, she's the little, poor little candy girl. Mm. She needs the man's wealth in order to get over whatever hurdle. Whereas like you said with her, she could probably stand up on her own two feet just fine. So this is definitely more a match of equals, not Mm -hmm. necessarily in wealth, but in passion and temperament. Yeah. Well, and I like that she's not vain. I mean, obviously she knows she's pretty, but she doesn't uh, use it to get ahead. You know, she just uses her intellect and her force of will to get what she wants. It's not, well, I'm pretty. And of course you like me because I'm pretty. Again, it's almost inconsequential to her. She's going to be who she is, regardless of what she looks like, what she's wearing, what her job is currently. You know, she's just going to go forward on her own set of values and conquer life. And it's so refreshing to see someone so confident and not broken by the system at some point. So are we feeling, how are we feeling about our leading man? And again, I, because like I have not heard people's names spoken or even the title spoken that much, I'm just going to say the, the guy who plays Sarkombola, like that guy, how are we feeling about him? I, I love his chemistry with her. I love their back and forth. I don't think he's like the most phenomenal actor in the whole world or anything. Like he, he, he does well with the character that he's given and back and forth with her. I could see his, his acting range being stretched a little bit if he was having to play different scenes, maybe like some of the more emotional scenes. Cause there is the last one that I watched where I feel like they could have delved a little bit more into his emotion and they just kind of played music over, <laughs> over <it> a little <laughs> bit. And I was like, okay, all right, you, you do, you, you know, go with the strengths that your actors and actresses have. So, but you know, I, I love his interaction with, uh, the people in his life. And then especially, uh, Ada, I love that interaction. 
Yeah, he is he, he is more than his muscles. His muscles are definitely part of it, but he's more than his muscles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I I think this is a role that is definitely suited to his range. Mm-hmm. I was actually doing a little research because I didn't I, I didn't understand that there's basically two genetic pools that Turkish people were pulling from because I was like I didn't think there were redheads in Turkey. No, there are. There mm-hmm. are lots, and there are also the darker complected people that normally fit the stereotype of Turkish people in my head. So I was like, okay. And it turns out that he actually, he lived in Texas for a few years during high school. So I'm pretty sure he's fluent in English as well. That would be an Mm. interesting thing to see come up. One of the things I also learned is he tried to get started in LA and didn't. So he went to Turkey and immediately shot up. Like he became a top star pretty quickly. So I'm thinking he definitely knows how to play to his strengths. I'm going to be super, super shallow and just say, I like his voice. <laughs> I was telling Layla, I like listening to the way he talks. It, it's very soothing. He has and a way so that I'm, when he's talking to her and they're kind of going back and forth and he kind of has this and he doesn't even say a whole lot. He just kind of responds to her and it is very soothing and kind of sexy. Like it's the sexy. Way that he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's definitely, you know, whether he's a good actor or not, he looks really good in his shirts and he <laughs> has a sexy voice. So, and he has a lot of uh, chemistry with the leading lady, which yes. is important. Yes. So mm-hmm. I don't care if he can cry on cue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. All right. I'll take hot guys with charisma for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> I like you. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I can see where he would have tried to make it here in the U.S., but, you know, for anyone who's not a native English speaker, that's that's a difficult thing to do. We all know that the intricacies of Hollywood will stomp that down sometimes. But I think that as a leading man, yes, please. (laughs) <laughs> and he falls into the Seal Kita um, star category because not only not only are his shirts <laughs> tight, but they do go swimming every once in a while. So yes, <laughs> yeah, so bless them. <laughs> Which brings us to our next talking point. Can we just pause and discuss how? insanely tight and painted on his shirt <laughs> they are they are like, really i look tight. at it i'm like how is that physically not ripping on him <laughs> he, he oh, actually kind of re- drill yeah <laughs> that scene i was like oh this scene is for one purpose only he actually kind of reminds me and i don't even know the actor's name the guy that is in the um and I've never even watched the movies either. The, uh, oh, what are they? 50 Shades of Grey, that guy, whatever his name is. He kind of like the physique and Christian Grey. Now Grey would be. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, I see yeah, it. Grey. I see it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that, especially like the way like the, they always have him in t-shirts and polo shirts and they're so tight, <laughs> but like, just like his, his wardrobe and the way that he walks and carries himself kind of remind me of that guy, which again, I haven't really even seen him in that many movies. Cause I've never seen those movies and I don't know that I've seen him in anything else, but just seeing previews and stuff, he kind of reminds me of that. Well, I just love that even when he's like getting a super important award and everything, they have him like in with those tight polo shirts. Oh, no. <laughs> 
lady. Like it's normal. <laughs> yep. He has worked really hard yes. on that body. Yes. And <laughs> when you work that hard, when and you work, we yeah. have to appreciate it. We are obligated to show appreciation for the hard work that he has yeah. put in. And he's going to showcase it for us. Yeah. And that's going to have to release the nippies. You can see them through the shirt. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, paint, no. it on, paint it on works for me I like the guy in a tight, in a tight t-shirt <laughs> no he's very attractive I approve it gets my seal of approval Amber's talking about nippies which automatically means that she's interested <laughs> <laughs> but we the tell where her focus story goes. but the story and, and the, the story character too. arcs <laughs> yeah there there is more to it no, no, I do have to say, story. it is kind of an interesting change going from K-dramas to watching this Turkish drama because the style of wardrobe is so completely different. Mm-hmm. And then, like, finding everybody's little tattoos because everyone has a tattoo. <laughs> it's like being in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, there are so many tropes in this drama, yet it's not it's not old. It doesn't feel tropey tropey. It's refreshing. Um, we have enemies to lovers, fake engagements, co-workers, forced cohabitation. What is our favorite trope that they are using and why? Y'all know that my absolute favorite trope on the face of this planet is forced cohabitation. <laughs> and I love every time these two firebrands are tossed together. I like, it, I like the fact that they can't seem to stay away from each other, even on an airplane. Well, and with the first cohabitation, I really liked when she came in and she put all her stuff out and he didn't even care. Mm-hmm. Although I did feel really bad for the second lead at that point because he obviously had made it so she couldn't have any space in his house. And then to suddenly be confronted that he's given up all of his emotional room to this other girl. I felt a little bad for her at that point, but we don't feel bad for her now. Well, she do brought we? it on herself when she went to go check to see if the toothbrush was there. <laughs> well, I know, but it, when you see her reflecting on all the times that he said, "No, that would be invading my space. I don't have space for you. I don't have time for you." I could. I felt a little bad for her. I, obviously, she's going to check. Anybody would check. Yeah. It's a girl thing, but to see it to that extent would be. I felt a little bad. What I find interesting is that this is a fake engagement contract relationship, and yet there is very little of them trying to make the other woman jealous. Like he, they don't like sit there and plot out and plan like, okay, we're going to be here and we're going to do this. And then you're going to pretend to kiss me. And then, you know, like they don't do a lot of that normal, like he really is super into the other person because a lot of ones that where dramas where the guy is really in love with somebody else when the drama starts and then ends up realizing that she's not the best for him. Sometimes I have a hard time at the beginning of that. Cause I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this person sucks for you. Why are you so in love with them? And this, it's really not the case. It's one of those where it's like, yes, he went into the contract trying to make this other, uh, sitting jealous, but he doesn't really think about it that much. And he didn't, and I still don't think I, maybe he realizes that he never had feelings for her and it was just some type of like 
you know, like, Oh, somebody else had her and I don't like this person. And he's not the best to be in all of the business stuff. So I just want to get rid of him or what, but he just doesn't like their fake engagement is just this like excuse. Like they spend all the time together and they're always concerned about each other and they're never even hardly ever thinking about her. So I really enjoy it because I don't have to worry that he cares about the other person that much. Cause he barely even thinks about her. So yeah, <laughs> he does. in fact, it's, it's Ada that kind of brings it up all the time. Yeah. Like he's like, oh yeah. Are we still doing that for whatever reason? I don't know. <laughs> like he does. Right. <laughs> well, and he keeps going, like he keeps going back to Ada. Like in this last episode, he went and found her at the cafe and sat down and had a meal with her. And just like, he doesn't realize it yet, but she's become the center of his world. And the mm. little Oracle guy, um, Erdam, you know, he pointed out that the the second lead girl was always, you know, Sarah Khan says something, she says, okay. Sarah Khan wants something, she says, okay. You know, she just, she's comfortable. And I think he kind of misses that comfort because she didn't push him. Yeah. But Ada pushes him and makes him a better person, sometimes without him realizing, a lot of time. Yeah. Without him realizing. <laughs> but everybody else around him can see it. I think mm. to this point, even his mom is starting to see that he's better with Ada. I don't think anybody would be able to be convinced that they're in a fake relationship. They'd be like, uh, uh, I think you're mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) You've got their own into the stick. For this, I like the fake engagement trope because, yeah, like you you said, instead of making the second lead jealous, they're just in so many little ways showing how they're perfect for each other and how they keep returning to each other. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to agree. Uh, The fake engagement definitely is totally working for me. And I love how it's completely fueled by her impulsiveness. Mm -hmm. Like everything that happens is because she's so impulsive. She gets dumped. So she goes and makes out with him in front of a bunch of reporters. She gets irritated. So she declares that they're living together. So now they're living together, you know, and she kind of has to like, be like, okay, we're living together now. Uh, sorry, I'm going to move my stuff in, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she's just a lot of fun. And I love that he just accepts that about her and just goes on with it. Even when she says, hey, we're going to take on this impulsive contract or whatever, he kind of teaches her a lesson like, you know, you can't just automatically say everything. But then he helps her, gets her out of that. And I love how he lets her take control and when they were all like, oh, well, should we go support her when she's talking to this diva who just totally ruined their plans? He's like, oh, no, she'll, she, she has this. this. And so he's very confident in her abilities. And he, you know, he doesn't coddle her. He doesn't try to fix everything for her. But he's there when she needs him or he she needs him. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. So I think we've kind of already answered the next question. It's let's chat OTP. Do they work for us as a couple? And I think that they do, but I will say one of my favorite things about them is that in the moments that they're, they kind of just allow themselves to not bicker is when they're finding about out about each other and kind of like it digs deeper beyond the chemistry is when they really shine as a couple of, you know, like sharing special moments with each other and that they do have a lot in common and that they both respect each other's talent and really, uh, like she does with him, but then he keeps showing her that he sees her as a talented person and really kind of like 
knows that she's going to succeed in life. And, and, and really that part of their relationship is what I love the most about the two of them. Of course, their chemistry is great, but in those quieter moments, like when they were looking at the stars and, and discussing those kind of things, or when they're just working together and he's pushing her to be a better, it's like a floral, it's not an architect, but kind of like yeah, it's it's a, a floral, landscape, landscape architect. architect. There you go. He's pushing her to be a better landscape architect, which again, if she'd been able to finish her degree, she probably would have been able to get some of the experience that he's giving her by having her participate and push her. But I just love watching those moments between them. Yeah. Their big engagement's also an internship. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I I love when an OTP respects each other. Mm -hmm. There are a few things as sexy as consent and respect. Mm-hmm. I really like the fact that he doesn't look down on her when she's not resentful. Yeah. She just tries to move forward. That's she's plucky. <laughs> she is. And I like that they respect each other, but it's obvious that they're still kind of new at the relationship because they don't have the trust yet. Yeah. Because you you can respect someone and not necessarily have the trust because obviously, well, if y'all are caught up... Um, I'm not. That lack of I'm trust. No, I don't think can, any of us I'm are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, some of us finished last night. <laughs> the no, latest that, episode. It wasn't subbed. The last time I was able to watch, it wasn't subbed. I wanted to, but all the shows that I wanted to watch were not subbed yet. So <laughs> it was subbed for me yesterday when I was. Mm. And by the way, if you're curious, we're watching this on Daily Motion, which is and YouTube. Well, YouTube. I'm watching on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. I, can't handle the translations on YouTube, so I'm watching on Daily Motion and just mentally making sure that the pronouns are correct. Right. I was going to say Daily that Motion is the biggest thing is either me. of them. You have to, because I think both Daily Motion and YouTube translate the pronouns incorrectly. So you just kind of mm-hmm. have to pay attention. And once I, after the first episode or so, I knew who they were talking about. And so then it wasn't as hard, but yeah, it was like, who are they talking about? It's the, oh, okay. That's the wrong pronoun. <laughs> Daily motion is just so buggy for me that I don't, I don't use it. So I use YouTube. Fair enough. So anyway, circling back to the couple. So I will try not to spoil it, but let's just say that this progression in their relationship feels natural because yes, they do respect each other, but they're still learning to trust each other. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to be shallow again. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that I can watch them banter for 14 hours and not be bored. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's not a lot of smooches or sex times or anything. We just get to watch them looking fabulous in their tight clothing and looking, you know, just having so much energy to keep the show and the plot moving because they have such great bantering chemistry. So... They're the type of couple that you watch them and go, wow, once they finally do connect on that level, you can't even have a piece of grass or or a match or anything around them because they're just going to light on fire. Hopefully that's shown. If it's not, I'm totally fine. I don't know, you know, what with Turkish dramas, what they do, you know, with that kind of stuff. But in your imagination, you just know that they're just that they have that level of chemistry. So. And I'm totally okay with that as well. It's just I enjoy, I think if they didn't have this chemistry, it'd be a lot harder getting through two hours a week. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The chemistry and the banter, absolutely. All right, so moving on to besties and coworkers. What do we like and what do we not like? Can I just say I love her besties? Mello makes me nervous just because she's the sweet and gullible one. Yeah, her um, gullibleness is, I'm like, oh my gosh, can we... I. 
do sometimes fast forward through her scenes with a certain character because I just can't handle yeah. it. <laughs> Me too. Because you know what's going to happen. Like she is utterly predictable. And, yeah. But there is just this core of intelligence to her that I'm like, okay, she might be able to pull it out and save the day. I'm really hoping so because I want to like her character. And then Fifi, the friend that dresses in all black, cracks me up mm-hmm. <laughs> just because she's so she's strong. She's independent. She has to fend off the nerdy guy that has a crush on her. And no one knows what she does, but they think she does some stuff. <laughs> I'm like, that's <laughs> where it's like she's it always available. She's always available to help out. But what does she do? Like, we know the other she, one's a lawyer, <laughs> but I don't know what she does. Who knows? Yeah. She's probably like a girl... stockbroker or something. Like some... <laughs> Yeah. Or she does something because I know she helps Ada with some legal paperwork later on. Mm, and she's like, oh, I got you. I, I can help you with this. I don't know. She she just, she knows stuff and that's okay. <laughs> and then with the coworkers, we have uh, the interior designer and they keep, de- like, her name is Peru, I think. Yeah. But sometimes they translate it literally to I was diving. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I haven't noticed that. I yeah. must not have noticed that. <laughs> it was just a couple times in the last few episodes. Oh, okay. Which, and um, and Engen, Serkan Bolat's best friend slash partner. Yeah. He's he's interesting. He's and, hot. Oh, I love the dimples. Can we say the dimples? <laughs> so there's there's a lot to work with there, but those are some of my favorites. Well, and on. I agree with the Mellow story arc. I really like her as a character. I do not like the whole bad guy dating thing. I It just makes my eyes roll into the back of my head. So mm-hmm. I have gotten to where I kind of fast forward that too, because obviously it's not really that deep of a plot point. I do love her relationship with our leading man's father mm-hmm. that has developed in the last episode or two. That was a nice surprise. And I really enjoyed that. And it, he saw something in her rather than just the ditzy friend. And I think that is a great character arc to start going into so that she'll have more confidence and will have something to lean back on rather than just wanting a guy. I just really like how they've brought all the characters and how they've slowly been giving them their own little personalities, their own little story plots. It's not overwhelming the main leads, story arc but it's adding to it so that by episode what was it six we have this great scene where they're all coming together to help out and to um help achieve a goal and i really enjoyed watching that it was very satisfying so i have not i have not watched as many episodes as the rest of you so some of my my thoughts are just newer um, I like all of her besties. I'm skeptical of all of the pretty women around him, except for Layla, because <laughs> she has my name, so she has to be awesome. Yes. And I like I like that her friends, that it's like a girl gang. And I like that feel. You know, they're whatever she's gonna do, they've they've got her back, right or wrong, good or bad. I do think that the gullible girl, she she makes me flinch a little bit. And I kind of covet Fifi's wardrobe sometimes. The two that also have really great banter is Layla and then the dorky guy who likes Fifi. Like they say some of the, they say some of the funniest things and it's kind of almost (laughs) like this little side, like you're, you got to pay attention to like what they're saying. Cause he, the, he's 
kind of just spits out and says whatever he wants to. And I think it's because he was hired because of his connections or something. He says that at one point in time, but like Mm -hmm. he just, they, he says what a lot of other people are feeling or thinking and nobody else wants to say. And then Layla just kind of like adds on to that quietly and then like almost mm-hmm. runs away. Cause she doesn't, <laughs> she's already been fired, you know, at the beginning. So yeah. she's just, she's training her replacement. Cause that's just how that works or whatever. And she's still there, but I love those. I think she those. gets fired a lot, actually. I think she does yeah. too. And she's just used like, to it. Like this, she's like, Oh, you're firing me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and there's one character I think we need to focus just uh, their own question on. And that is uh, Serkan Bolat's mother, who starts off as kind of a demon mom who has a lot of helicopter issues where she wants to be completely involved in her son's life, including his new fiance. And then she has some... We get, again, just like all the other characters, we get more layers to her story and we kind of feel differently about her from episode one until episode six. So what do you guys think? Well, I'm not a good one to ask because I haven't Mm. met her yet. So next. You haven't (laughs) met his mom? Nope. How far back are you? I was going to say, she's like, she's pretty prominent in the first case. Like you've seen the engagement party, right? No. You haven't seen oh, their engagement four. party? That was episode so. two or three. That was, that was two. She would have remembered the engagement party. That's a good episode. I know, uh-huh. but that Maybe was I'm pretty in the early. Of episode two. I keep meaning to go back, but okay. school started. I was going to say, it's episode two, I think, is the engagement party. So <laughs> That's the best, like... <laughs> connection of wheels where the mom's all like fancy 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 and she's all like no we're gonna go country style (laughs) literally it's a a really pretty like like country style where it's you know it's not like outlandish or weird you know and not that country style is not expected by his friends and family yeah no there were hay bales there were there were (laughs) What I want to know is where did they get, cause he was having her choose from the stuff that had already been brought. So where did they get all that stuff if they wouldn't have already brought it? <laughs> you know, like Why was that an option? And just, you know, you just go with it, but I don't want to ruin anything for seal Kita, but her mom's storyline in episode six actually made me cry. Like I was in tears. I loved it. She is her connection with Ada and their story arc together is one of my favorite parts of the show, I think. So I really like that. I'm a little like her, um, assistant guy. I I still don't like all of these, uh, dramas and even historical ones where the assistant pretty much just lives for their boss. (laughs) It's always so (laughs) unrealistic. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, just but not this one is so sweet it is sweet, it is sweet. he doesn't have a life though except for this boss but yes yeah, okay but yes it is very sweet oh and safety that's his name safety i was trying to think yes yeah i find interesting too because um 
later on, Mello is talking to him after she's gotten the job from Sarah Collins' dad. Mm-hmm. And he congratulates her and she goes in for a hug and he takes a step back and she's like, oh, are you one of those secular people? And it took me a minute. I actually had to talk to my husband. And we were like, oh, wait, no, he's not secular. He's religious. He's probably Muslim. And that's why he wouldn't hug her. That's why he went for a handshake instead. That was just, it was an interesting little detail. But yes, I love that he's just, he's there for Sarah Collins' mom. Well, now I can't spoil anything for CL Kita, but yeah. I'm not listening. Like, I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At first, when you first meet her, like, I'm, she was totally interchangeable with an evil mother-in-law in a K-drama or in a Sp- Spanish telenovela because her style is very yeah. over-the-top, older woman Spanish style. But once you get to know her, once you understand her fears and what's keeping her stagnant mm-hmm. and how Ada is gradually winning her over it just it's becoming a great story and i'm i'm guessing by the end that sarah Khan's mom will be Ada's greatest champion i agree okay is there anything we haven't enjoyed or we would change well i'm not as far along as you guys but so far it's a fun ride so i wouldn't change anything Except I am a little squeamish about the keyed car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that just looks like a lot of money. It disappears, so I'm assuming he got it fixed really fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got enough money to get it done to get it done quick. Yeah. So. And I'm sure that was her. Uh, well, I don't think she was really thinking that much when she did it. <laughs> there was a lot <laughs> no. of thought process. But, you know, I... The second lead, Celine, her storyline, her character in general just kind of drives me batty. But I also think it's just there to go along with the rest of the plot of what's going on. So I wouldn't necessarily change that, but it's just not my favorite. Like it's not, I, I hate, um, a second lead character who feels that the, the main person like belongs to them or is, you know, like oh, you don't know anything about them. I know everything. I'm the special person in their life. That always drives me crazy, especially when the person doesn't show them any affection in return. It's just like, move on with your life. But yeah, let it go. Yep. Okay. Um, For me, the villain. Our villain is just, he's so one note and shallow. He is. And like I said, because he's, you know, he's messing with Mello and he's just, that storyline is painfully predictable. Mm-hmm. And so it actually makes it a little hard to watch because I definitely have secondhand embarrassment. And so I'm embarrassed for Mello that she's getting led along in this shallow storyline mm-hmm. so easily. But hopefully that, well, I don't want it to deepen. I don't want him to like ruin her and abandon <laughs> her or anything. But yeah. I just, I want that to change. I would like a little more depth there. I would like a little more intelligence from Mello. But that's, I mean, that's a minor plot point and just really not. Yeah, not that big of a deal. Yeah. I have to agree. Like, the villain's the only thing. And really, if you took him completely out, there would absolutely be no change in the story. No. Because he's not connected really to the whole um, fake marriage contract or any of that. He's just there as filler. Mm -hmm. And so I could do without him. I usually fast forward him. (laughs) All right. So will we continue watching... And would we be willing to try another Turkish drama? And my answer is yes. I'm even though I'm like, oh my word, that many hours. Okay. Uh, I have a feeling we might get into a, a lot more like mocking stuff where, you know, that they'll, 
they'll split up and it'll be all crying and angst and everything and then get back together. But I just, I love, I love watching them together. And then I do like some of the extra storylines. So, um, I will be, hopefully I'll be finishing. I said that a lot and sometimes I don't follow through with what I've promised, but (laughs) I think I will pretty sure. And then I wouldn't, especially if uh, we have a K-drama drought because of, uh, some shows shutting down, I would definitely be willing to look and try another Turkish drama. And I would have to say same. I, this is one of those things, like usually I'm annoyed if I'm watching something live because I can't remember little details from week to week, but this is, this drama has been so captivating that I haven't really lost much in the way of the little plot points. And so I will definitely continue watching. I want to see where this goes and Honestly, the fun little shots where they're making it seeming like they're filming a commercial instead of a drama. You know, they've got the golden light and the slow down pause. And the fan. And the, and the fan, the convenient fan. Yeah. It just, that makes me laugh. And so I enjoy that. And the characters pull together well. Yeah, I just, I'm enjoying the whole thing. It feels fresh and it feels different. And so if I had a good source to tell me where another good where I can find another good Turkish drama. Cause I'm not just going to dive in. I learned my lesson. I need people to guide me. <laughs> so if I found someone to show me the best Turkish dramas, I wouldn't be willing to try another one. I'm totally in, you know, I'm up for any kind of country's television, as long as it's well-written and I enjoy it. I'm, I have nothing against trying something new. And so, yeah, I'm, for sure going to try another Turkish drama. I kind of hope that Netflix will start picking up shows from there sooner than later because they've been really expanding their international television content. So crossing fingers because I would like it to be very easily accessible with very solid uh, translations. Subs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Correct pronouns. Yeah. Yes. So it, it's just a little easier on the brain that way. So Bye. fingers. <laughs> I think that it's going to be a lot like the olden days with Korean dramas where they're just starting to figure out that they have a new audience Mm. and our subs are not going to be quite as um, fluent as we have hoped for in the past. But I will tell you that the quality of the shows that I've watched just and I've just watched a couple, including this. I'm interested in watching more. I'm I've uh, looked at a couple of other ones of other movies on Netflix and they're in my list. I just need to sit down and work through my list. It's one of the things that I think our audience will appreciate and that we appreciate is that we do look at other countries. We look at other languages. So definitely if somebody has a recommendation, I'm going to send that on to K-Muse and let her finish that thought. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, if there are any turkey shows and movies that you would like us to check out, then let us know on our blog or social media. You can find all of those links in our show notes. And we really love finding good TV programming. And so we're always up for a new show. Yeah, when I was doing some research, because again, I haven't watched any and I hadn't really heard any, and I was doing some research, and and I think we're late to the game, 
from the rest of the world. From what I can understand, Turkish dramas are extremely popular in many, many other countries, including Korea. And um, so we're kind of, again, we're at the, the late to the game of being like, oh, this is some really great content. So if you guys, all of our listeners from the rest of the world, if you're like, oh, we've been watching it forever. Here's some, some recommendations. We would love it. So because we love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. Mm-hmm.